the Neurocast from Truthsayers. Today I'm with Lauren Henry, and Lauren is uh, a member of the Truthsayers Advisory Board. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I guess just to kick off with, could you explain a little bit about who you are, your background, uh, who you work with, and what the role is that you do in your current position? Yeah, I'll start at the beginning, shall I? So um, I always enjoyed um, biology most at school. Um, So I kind of knew that I wanted to do something related to that at uni. And um, so I started off quite broadly. I did a degree at Oxford in biomedical sciences. And um, as I specialised, did more and more models, I realised that it was the the neuroscience models that I was enjoying the most, um, particularly visual neuroscience, actually, and auditory neuroscience. The, The models I was enjoying the most were all related to different sensory experiences um so what was going on in your eyes in your ears how people communicate all of that kind of stuff and so as I specialized I ended up uh, coming out with a first in neuroscience so my degree title was neuroscience and um having enjoyed all the the sensory stuff the most I then came out to look for a job in that kind of field um, and stumbled across actually the company that I work for now which is sensory dimensions Sensory Dimensions uh, is a a company that has allowed me to apply my background in neuroscience, but also I work with food, which is something that I love. So um, it's allowed me to combine those two things that I really enjoy. What's your day-to-day role? So my job title is Associate Director. Uh, We do sensory and consumer research. So... um, Sensory research is where we use um, like a trained sensory panel. Um, So they're selected for their sensory acuity and they are trained uh, to work with specific products. They are there to kind of detect absolute differences between products. So that may be food, it may be household products, personal care products. So they're, they're all about telling you what the absolute differences are between the products. They don't tell you anything about what they think of them, whether they like them or not. And then we do consumer work where we work with untrained consumers who taste products or use products and then tell you what they think about them, how they feel about them, whether they like them or not. They're much more subjective. Most of what I do on a day-to-day basis is around the consumer work that we do. So I'm in touch with clients to find out what it is that they want to achieve, uh, what questions they've got about their products. And then uh, we help them to design the, the test around their questions and then run the studies uh, that may involve sensory consumer or a mixture of both. Most of what I'm involved in personally is the consumer work. And then, of course, we analyse the results, report it back to them, um, help work out what that means for their business or their products. And sometimes uh, it can be a, an iterative process. You know, we've got lots of different stages of the same project to, to help them improve their products. That's great. Thanks, Lauren. Um, I know that we've worked on a, a number of projects with you and with Sensory Dimensions, and you use our Neurotech platform, which is based around neuroscience and psychology, technology, and data science. Perhaps you could expand uh, a little bit in terms of how you guys at Century Dimensions uh, have used our implicit technology. Yeah, of course. Um, so traditionally, consumer research has often focused around um, explicit questioning. So, you know, actually just asking somebody what they think about a product and then giving you an answer to that question. 
Uh, but more recently, we've been investigating using implicit with consumers. Um, the reason being that um, we, it may be able to access how they truly feel about a product rather than just what they're willing to tell you about it. Um, explicitly, people can can lie to you or they there might be something that they're not happy to tell you about. You know, they don't want to offend the person who's made the product. So they don't want to be, you know, negative about it. And so by using implicit methods, um, looking at their reaction time when they're responding to a product, you can infer uh, their opinion about it and, and really find out how they actually feel rather than just what they're willing to tell you. So we have used um, the Truthsayers Neurotech platform to uh, find out how people feel about products to ask them about the emotions that they're feeling and to do that we we show them a product and we then ask them to uh, respond to different statements on screen and we try and find out how they're feeling about the product from differences in their reaction time rather than what they're actually telling us. One study that we've done it for was around looking at the branding of a product and whether the messaging that was communicated by the packaging matched the messaging that was communicated by the actual product itself. And that's something that we think implicit can be really useful for. And so in this particular situation, we it was a chocolate truffle project, and we found that the branded pack um, was really well liked, but it was communicating things like modern, desirable, generous, um, and on the other hand, the product was um, considered a bit more uh, fun and great for sharing. And so it was kind of this like fun, exciting product with a, like a modern, more sophisticated packaging. And those two things weren't fitting together so well. So um, that's really useful findings for our clients because then they know that they've got to rework something to make it fit together better. So they actually did go away and use that finding to, to rework their packaging and make it fit their product better. Why is it, from your background in neuroscience and your knowledge of the brain, why is it that uh, people find it hard maybe to express how they feel about things? Mm. So, um, as I said, sometimes they're just not comfortable to tell you about things like that, but it's often particularly useful with things like emotion um, because emotion is something that um, you know you feel on a, a very basic level and actually when it becomes a conscious thing that you're trying to describe not only is it difficult to express emotion but actually by really analyzing that it kind of switches you into a different frame of mind and actually that in itself can change the way you're feeling yeah implicit is particularly useful for accessing things that are happening on a, a less conscious level and through implicit testing obviously what we have is uh, a priming we use priming uh, at true sales um and through that what we're doing is we're presenting people very quickly with a stimulus followed by another stimulus and we're looking at their reaction very fast reaction to the stimulus that, that follows in in uh, a lot of people say to me oh it, it happened so quickly that I wasn't able to see that first stimulus because I was concentrating on the task around the second mm -hmm. stimulus. Um, what, what's your sort of response to that? 
Um, so I would say that even if you're not consciously perceiving something, um, you know, it is definitely being registered somewhere in your brain, even if it's not being quite translated to a conscious perception. Uh, so it's definitely possible to adapt to things that you're not aware that you're seeing. I think that's one of the confusions that people get is that things have happened so quickly they don't consciously register them. Mm -hmm. and, and I find it quite fascinating that we have this one brain, but we have a, a, the conscious part saying, I didn't see it, therefore it can't have happened. Yeah. And the other part of the brain saying, hey, so coach, I saw it. You know, you need to catch up. And I think it's this difference between the non-conscious brain, which is like the supercomputer that does millions of things all of the time, drives our body, pumps our blood around, makes us breathe, all the things we don't have to think about and also mm -hmm. generates our emotions and from those feelings. And this conscious brain that is quite much slower, far more rational, more considered. Um, and there's a sort of juxtaposition between the two in, in certain areas, even though we know there is no division down the middle between conscious and unconscious, they work together, but they kind of act in slightly different ways. And I think it's quite amusing how a conscious brain is sort of saying, well, that didn't happen. And the non-conscious brain said, yes, it did. You know, and it's a bit like, I, I always use the example of people driving down a motorway and suddenly you're at the junction where you've got to come off and you can't remember the last 10 minutes because you were talking to somebody through the phone in the car or you were thinking about something while he was driving the car. Your non-conscious brain just takes care of so it was much. All it's all going in, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a supercomputer that you don't really understand, but through neuroscience in the last 20, 30 years are beginning to mm -hmm. understand that we are driven at a non-conscious automatic level as opposed to this conscious rational thing that we, as, as Descartes thought, we were these rational human beings, which has kind of been put on its head. So the, you know, I think therefore I am is now, I feel therefore I am. Yes. And yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you. Thanks very much, Lauren, for being with us today. It's been really interesting talking to you and, and hopefully people watching will get a better idea in terms of uh, how implicit can be used, how it's actually being used in, in a real scenario with sensory dimensions and how they can benefit also from using implicit and the neurotech platform across their business not only in the consumer side but also with their employees and in the people analytics side which is becoming even more important these days uh, to business so thanks very much lauren and see you again soon you're welcome it's been great to talk to you this was truth sayers neurocast you can subscribe to the Neurocast wherever you get your podcasts.